Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your name. We thank you for your wonderful and amazing grace. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. And we thank you, Lord, that um, you have made it possible for us to be able to walk in the newness of life. You made it possible for us to embrace change. We thank you, Lord. We pray, Lord, that even as we embark on this new series, that you would speak to us in the situation that we're in right now. We pray, Lord, that you would shine your light on everything in our lives that needs to be aligned with your will for our lives. We pray, God, that you would encourage us, that you would empower us, that you would forgive us, that you would challenge us. Yes. And ultimately, Lord, that we would be closer to you than we ever were before. Now, this is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So good morning again, everybody. God bless you today. We, we are so blessed to share this time um, together with you. And we are going to embark on a brand new series today entitled Starting Over. And as I forestated, you know, this, this idea of starting over was in my spirit. And I, I really, over the last, while we were even in the last series, I was thinking about just the realities that many of us face in our lives. There are different things that we've gone through. There are different things that we've overcome in our lives um, that can either help us to have a hopeful outlook in our future or can be stumbling blocks to keep us away from the best that God has for us. And oftentimes we say, this is one life we're living, right? Like this is not, you know, Jesus on the side. This is not church on the side and just my little Sunday thing that I do. This life that God has called us to is one life that he wants to participate with us through every step of the way. So that's through every situation that we're going through. That's through the past that broke you, through the future that you're afraid to embrace, to the decisions that you're going to make now. Should I go left? Should I go right? Or even some of us right now have been in the season of starting over. So really felt uh, impressed to kind of go through this series. And, and Rachel and I will go ahead and share some things during the course of this series, our personal feelings, our thoughts, but definitely in line with God's word and the admonishment and encouragement and the opportunity that our relationship with Christ gives us, that he gives us an opportunity to begin again every single day. You have an opportunity when you're in Christ to start fresh every single day. And this is not just starting fresh with um, little things or certain things, and it's not just so much so tied into your salvation in that way, but certain things in our lives that we're, we, that we're afraid or that we feel like it's difficult to move forward or move through. Christ gives us the grace, and we speak, spoke about this last week, there's the empowering grace that not only is forgiveness a part of what God has given us, but the ability to go through and to live a life that's pleasing to him. The Bible says he's given us all things according to godliness. Everything we need to live a godly life, God has provided it for us. So the only thing that keeps us from fully walking in that 
is our willingness and ability to embrace it. The ability to let go of something so we can embrace some more, right? So that's kind of where we're going to go as, as a little um, kind of intro. But I was thinking this whole idea of starting over can be a very frustrating, a very scary thing. There's a few points that I wanted to kind of just flirt around with mm -hmm. as far as, you know, starting over. So many of you know that we are not originally North Carolinians, you know, this whole idea. Uh, I think it, it was a bit of a culture shock moving and, and, and dealing with, with that. You know, um, it looks different. It feels different. Uh, it sounds you know, different. It sounds different. You, you, you got to drive different. You know, the, the stores are different. You know. Right? It's, cra it's, it's, it's a big change, right? And we wrestled with the reality that was, okay? So you're wrestling with what was, and it makes, you, it makes it hard for you to appreciate or even put in perspective the possibility of what can be, right? And you think about this in your own life, the things that you, you've done. So some of us, I mean, change is hard, okay? It's hard either way especially because you spend your whole life, you know, creating this normal, creating this comfort level, dealing with whatever de you're dealing with just to maintain, just to survive. That's what we do. We create systems, we create processes, we have routines, support, support systems in place. Yeah. Family, friends that we've built, you know, we we've created our reality mm -hmm. and, you know, it usually doesn't change or veer too much to the left or right because We've made it so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you interrupt all that. Yes. It's tough. It's, it's very tough. tough. And it's hard. And a lot of times it's kind of like, and, and we, we've even questioned it. Like, you know, uh, when, when you're dreaming and you're seeing something far off, man, that would be nice. It's nice in that phase. But once you actually have to live it and walk it out and really explore it, explore it in your hands, explore it in your life. Now see yourself in it. That can be a very, 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 very frustrating and scary thing. And a lot of times that makes us question God's plans. It makes us question, God, what are you doing? It makes, it makes, it makes us question who we are and who we have been and even the good parts of us, right? So there's some things that you have been good at that have made you the person that you are. And then the temptation, the temptation to doubt the fact that that same person, it can be successful in another environment. Yeah. So we're going to get real in this series and we're going to look at the Bible and look at some, some Bible characters. We're going to look at some scriptures here that kind of help us to conceptualize this whole idea of starting over and this whole idea of us dealing with, you know, our own struggles and our own processes and things like that. All right. Amen. Okay. We are in your head and in the house. Praise God. God is in the house. That's what it is. So the scripture, um, there's a couple of scriptures, but one scripture that I wanted to, to kind of use today as a kind of backdrop to, to, to what we're talking about is Proverbs 16 and verse 9. So Proverbs 16 and verse 9, and this is the easy to read version of the Bible here. And this is what it says. People can plan what they want to do, but it is the Lord who guides their steps. People can plan what they want to do, but it is the Lord who guides their steps. There's another uh, a version that says that is the Lord who directs their steps. Okay. 
The reason why I thought this verse was apropos to what we're talking about is because we are people and we, we as people plan what we want to do. We have a frame of reference. We have what we believe our lives are going to be and going to look like. So, I mean, we got married. What, what, how many years is this now? This is oh, pushing God. 20, right? Almost 15, 20 together, 16, 16, 16 years. Okay. So I know we look like kids, but we've been married for 16 years. Okay. Been together for 20. Felt like we had our lives mapped out. Felt like, you know, storybook thing and all that. You know, it's just, it's going to be this and it's going to be that. And, you know, we, we didn't really calculate the many bumps in the road that we had to experience. <laughs> right. The bumps in the road, were, 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 that wasn't a part of the plan. Yeah. You know, it, it, we, we had, oh, we're going to finish school, then we're going to do this. And then at this two years, three years in, we might have kids and then we might be this and we'll have a house and we'll be in this status and we'll be here. And, and our kids' some... hair will not go out of place. <laughs> they will be orderly and they will say, yes, ma'am. And yes, yes. sir. Yep. And they will just. Exactly. <laughs> and then Lily came. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. You, yep. And you, uh, just, just to stop you right there, because yeah. I, I, an image came to my mind of like when you see something from afar mm -hmm. and you, your mind and your eyes think you've figured out what it looks like. Yeah. And you, you think that you have all of the lines figured out and the dimensions and you, you it, it looks a certain way, but the closer you get to it is the closer you realize, oh, that's not exactly mm -hmm. what I thought I was seeing. Mm -hmm. Oh, that, oh, okay. So the color is not exactly pink, mm -hmm. it's a little bit more rose. So like it's, it's this idea or concept of seeing something from afar versus once you get up close on it. And as, as you're moving, it becomes more and more of a reality mm -hmm. of what exactly what it actually is. Yeah. But we our mind takes that snapshot from the beginning. Yeah. And that's that's what we use. I mean, which is good because I think it, it helps fuel you to get to where you need to be mm -hmm. because that image propels you or, or or is an incentive to go. Yeah. But then once you get there, you know, a lot of times you you don't it's not exactly how you saw it. Yeah. Which is okay because, you know. But then again, like but but see the the other part of it is is there's that disappointment that, you know, you have your expectations at a certain place or you were hoping that certain things would have happened or whatever, or you were hoping that it looked like you thought it would look. Right. And then the closer you get to it, now you're dealing with the reality of, well, this is, this is what I saw, but I don't think I like this, or I don't know if I want this, or mm -hmm. I'm not sure. And see, th this is... The reason why I believe that this series is going to be very impactful to those who are willing to be honest and transparent, I believe that God is going to show us some things about ourselves in this series. And he's going to show us his grace as it was moving with us through our expectations or lack thereof, right? So there's a few things that I wanted to kind of uh, bring up because, um, like you said, like, like we were saying, we, we got married young, we were 23 when we got married. So there's a level of achievement and success that you don't have because you're just 23. You know, that's young to be saying, okay, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you forever and ever and ever and ever. And I'm going to do most of my growing up with you. Right. So there's that process of you growing up with somebody else who's also growing up. 
and then managing your expectations, managing the disappointments, managing the reality of life. Like, I mean, I've grown in my appreciation for my parents as I've become older and as I have to parent my own kids. <laughs> I say many times, how did they do yes. this? How did they do it? How did they? This is not, this is hard. And I don't, I don't, I don't understand how it's possible to do it without God. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it, it, they, there's no, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no rule book. There's no rule book that says this is a foolproof way to be an exceptional parent, to be a wonderful husband, to be a lot of the Bible gives us a guideline to it, but it's going to take us submitting what we thought and what we hoped to God's sovereignty in order for us to be able to successfully do it. But either way, it's not in our own strength. It is through God's help. So there's this whole idea of, of walking this life with being okay with not knowing everything mm-hmm. and then not judging yourself like you should have known. Like, 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 not, like going through life like, I should have known better. How? You ain't sovereign. You, you're, not, you're not God. So how can we walk this walk with God, you know, this sovereign walk where God has the plan and we don't? And we can't see God but we have to trust him. We know he's real, but we can't see him. When we pray, he's not always saying, John, good morning. Go left today, make two rights and go. It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not that clear all the time. Sometimes it's you walking just because that's the last command you heard. And, uh, you know, just in regards to the idea or notion of starting over, I just thought about sometimes when I cook, Every now and then, like my my mind is all over the place and I get like really flustered and I may start a dish and I did I just didn't get off to the right start Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and things are just or midway through I I, I get preoccupied and I end up kind of burning something or messing something up. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm forced between two uh, choices. I can either try and salvage it. Or I can just dump it out mm-hmm. and start again. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the best, some of my best dishes were when I just cut my losses, mm. dumped it out, and just started again. Mm. And through, through starting it again, I gained another level of focus mm. and composure because now I'm, I, 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 I have learned from the fact that I got a little off track and it caused this to happen and I had to start over. Not, not, not thinking about the fact that it may push me back a little bit or it may, it may make everything be late, uh, be um, ready later. Mm-hmm. That, that's not really the priority. The priority is making sure the dish is right. right. So I start over and I do it the way it's supposed to be done. And some of my best dishes yes. have been after I started over. So just again, you know, we're just kind of talking mm-hmm. today and sort of laying the groundwork for the idea or the notion of starting over because, yeah. you know, that that's so daunting. And I think the older some of us get and even older in our walk with God, yeah, it's hard to start over because you feel like, well, I've, I've been in this way so yeah. long. Yeah. Why, why would I need to start over? And, and, and. Pride can set in and 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 uh, self righteousness can set in, and you feel like 
there's no need for me to start over. Why would I need to start over when sometimes God is saying, no, you, now it's time to go this way. Mm-hmm. What This is what you knew, but I'm doing something new. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to start over this way. Yeah. I mean, that, that was an amazing analogy. And I think many of us can kind of think about that because you think about wasting your time. You think about wasted resources. You think about all that kind of stuff when the, the, the point is to find the end result, right? Mm-hmm. It's the end result that, that matters. I mean, d- different than you, for me, I'm more of a salvager, right? So by nature, it's, it, it's harder for me, and she calls it stubbornness, but I call it tenacity. <laughs> I call it- Tomato, tomato. I call it perseverance. <laughs> I call it, you know, but it's, it's, it, it is stubbornness in a way because, you know, for, for me, it's kind of like, well, you know, resources are not easy to come by all the time. So, you know, if, if it's possible for it to be uh, salvaged, then let me try my best to salvage it. But sometimes doing that causes me to, the finished product to be less than what, and then salvaging it ends up causing me to waste time. Right. Right? Because it ends up being a lost cause anyway, and it's better to just stop and start over. Yeah. So this is the question that we have, you know, for us that are listening today and, and us that are exploring this, this, this topic, you know, there are areas in our own lives that we've tried to salvage. There's things in our own lives that maybe God is putting his hand on in your life. You know, there's some, some, some things some questions, some prayers that you have been praying to God over and over and over again, not getting any answers about it. And it might be an old thing. It might be something that you're holding on to that God is really not answering it because it's time for you to let it go. This may be old relationships. This may be old ways of thinking. This may be the fact that God has wants to line your path up in a way that is going to revolutionize your life in the future. But fear, frustration, the fact that we've lost time, the fact that we're wasting our time can kind of get in the way of us fully embracing that. So as Rach said, we're just talking about this whole the, 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 the internal aspect of what happens to us when we are at that crossroads to either try to fix something or to really just start over again. The beautiful thing about God, and I said this before, uh, before we prayed, that a relationship with Christ gives us the ability to restart every single day. Think about it like this, right? If God is eternal and time is in his hands, just because you start over doesn't equate to lost time. Right. Let's think about that, right? And th- this comes to, this, this speaks to the sovereignty of God that we have to have faith in. This whole walk with God started for, for us very early, to be honest with you. Like, it's, it started early. I mean, church babies, you know, the whole nine, that kind of thing. So when we look at our lives and we look at... Um, the course of our life and how things have gone, especially when you are uh, almost dedicated to God really early, there's a pace that you expect your life to go at, right? You, you, and it's almost like you're expected to have had certain things in place because of how you started, mm-hmm. right? So there's that pressure to be, you know, um, oh, you know, they, they, certain, certain things, certain issues, certain struggles you don't go through because... You got snatched up early by God. Right. So you, you like kind of like, um, what's the word? Where you circumvent. Yeah. Like There's another word I'm 
but circumvent. Bypass? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, bypass. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like it's like yeah like like you bypass certain things but you you get a free pass to bypass certain lessons in life or whatever because you just grew up in church. Let me tell you let me tell you one thing real quick about that. That is the falsest thing. I know falsest is not a word, but that is the most not true thing that you can think about because at the end of the day just because like like it's it's God's plan, God's will, his ultimate will, his best desires for all of us to get to know him early. That's what he wants. He wants you to know him from your first breath. Now, life takes us in different courses and all that kind of stuff, but you don't get no brownie points just because, you know, or some shortcut paths to going through life stuff because there are going to be times, and there have been times where we had to start over, sometimes, multiple times in the same day, yeah, in the same year, right? But the question is, how does that cause you to see God in your life? Like, how does that cause you to see your future? How does that cause you to um, have hope and expectation in God? So there's a few points that I wanted to kind of, you know, talk, talk, you know, through just these few points here. Um, so the first point that we, we had and we kind of mentioned it was the whole let, let's just be honest. Change is hard. OK, Ch change is hard. Ch change is hard. And change can have a negative connotation because, like we said in the beginning, you've created this normal and you've created it to be immune to having to change, right? Like you, the life that you're creating, it's the life that you feel like is the life for you. So you, variables, you know, you make accommodations for it, but it's not like it's built in, like, okay, this is a room for error that I have. No, I want to be able to have this life be smooth, but change is hard. And change is not just relocating like us, but sometimes change is forced upon us. People die. People change. Your environment changes. You know, you change as a person. Your likes and dislikes change and that kind of thing. So oftentimes, having to embrace all of these variables can cause us to disregard the importance that the life that God has us living is a life that he has planned out, but it's in flux in a sense, right? That it's fluid in a sense. Walking with God is a fluid walk, right? There's twists and turns and backs and forths. And sometimes you do have to start over. Sometimes you have to go back. But going back doesn't necessarily mean lost time with God. And we'll get to that. The second point is this whole idea of lost time. This whole idea of wasted time, right? How many times have we said, how many times have I said, man, I should have been further than this. Look at all the time that I've wasted living this thing and, and doing this and, 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 how much, how much time, I, by, by this age, I should have been had this. And, and you look at yourself in the mirror as an old person. When in reality, it just wasn't your time yet. See, we're looking at things like it's the time to do it, but God is looking at it as your time to do it. See, there's that distinguishing fact that God has with us, that he has a time and place for everything. And at least there's a time for everything under the sun, right? So that time doesn't mean it's a time. So it, it, look at the world right now. In, in some places of the world, it's a time for sorrow. But in some moments in other people's lives, it's their birthday. It's a time to celebrate. So it, it's, just, it's just funny how we look at time in a, and when we say time, I mean like landmarks and milestones and things on how we dictate our lives and that kind of thing. As a, in a general sense, when God has a specific plan for your life, 
and a specific timeline for you to accomplish certain things when you're walking with him. And you can be next to somebody who started five years earlier, and you can be next to the same person or another person that starts 10 years earlier, but they're on time in God's time. So this is kind of uh, the, whole, the whole idea of, of, of wasted time. And another the thought that came to me was, you know, this idea of wasted time can be equated to like failure. And I think I look at this with your cooking analogy, mm -hmm. right? In that, you know, I started cooking and something went wrong in the process. So I failed at that. So the failure of if I, if I could just, if I didn't burn it, then, you know, I would have more time to do something else. Right. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't be wasting these ingredients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, some, some things you, you just can't help. Some things just happen, right? Like, some things just happen. And the God of glory, the ancient of days, the God who created the heavens and the earth knows that. God knows that. Like, and we talked about grace in the last series. Like, God knows that, right? So there's, there's an idea of, of allowing God to revolutionize our thinking in that time is in his hands. And... You know, the idea of me watching my clock versus trusting in God's clock. That's really the dichotomy that we deal with when it comes to this whole idea of equating wasted time to failure. The third thing, and I think this is a big one, ungoverned and mismanaged expectations. Right. And what, what do I mean by that? Right. So it kind of we, we kind of touched on it in the beginning about, you know, when we first got married, we first started out in this life journey. You know, there's this fairy tale outlook that you have. You know, there's this idea that your expectations are not uh, necessarily realistic all the time. Because your frame of reference is predicated on what you're hoping for. So, for instance, let's use our kids, for example, when I say ungoverned expectations. So we have a 13 year old, as you guys know, and, you know, we have very in-depth conversations with her. She's very bright and very introspective in that way. And a lot of times I, when questions come up, I get nervous. Cause I'm like, I don't really know the answer to this. I don't, ask mommy. Mommy, mommy will be able to explain it better to you uh, than me. Cause the questions be too deep sometimes for me. So yesterday, let's use yesterday. Um, we were talking about uh, the idea of getting a job, right? When you get older, you're getting a job. So we're in school now, right? And taking classes and learning about history and what was it, the Cold War, mm -hmm. World War II, and all that. So the question that you probably have asked yourself, and many of us have grown up in school, is what does the, knowing about the Cold War have to do with me being able to get a job? Why do I have to do good or be aware of what's going on in the other side of the world? What, is the interviewer going to ask me questions about the Cold War before I get a job? Now, part of me, I laughed inside. It was a serious conversation, so I had to not laugh. And the reason why I chuckled inside was because I remember myself asking those same questions, right? That when you think about school and you think about school in the sense of learning, you're thinking that in your mind that school is going to teach me how to get a job so that I can be an adult and live life. But your mentality of what you need to be taught is coming from your own ungoverned expectations. 
So we as parents had to have a conversation about the fact that, okay, yeah, we understand where you're coming from and all that, but learning about the Cold War and learning about World War II, how was it possible that that could help you? What if you're the one that is not the one to get a job, but you're the one that's going to be the job? What if you're going to have to interact with people whose reality is from that side of the world? And now you being cultured and you being educated and you having a, a, a larger world view is going to actually help you be successful in your future. So no, you may not need to know the dates of all this other stuff, but you probably, it would be helpful for you to kind of understand what is going on in that time of the world, in your past or whatever, or in, in history, so that you're now a more well-rounded person. So we had that kind of conversation yesterday. So we as the parents had to kind of help govern that expectation so that what could be important to your future, you don't disregard it because you have your own plan for your own future. So you got to get your mind out of, oh, I'm going to get a job because it's possible that you're really the CEO in the making that's going to have a global business that people from that side of the world and all over are going to come and need resources from you. Mismanaged expectation is more so like just being unreasonably unrealistic, being able to submit to the fact, like you said with the cooking, all right, this is, it's better for me. I'm not going to expect this dish to come out the best. It's better for me to just start over again. And giving someone permission to look at it objectively, giving God permission, giving people who God has put in your life as counsel permission to say, you know what? It's probably best that we take another route. It's probably best that we do this a different way. And that, that takes humility. That takes trusting that God has the best for you. That's at the heart of creating a sense of safety in where we're going. I'm allowing myself to be governed and managed by someone who has my best interests at heart. And I pray for us, uh, that we become more humble in our relationships and in our walk, that we give people permission to be able to help us in those ways. That we allow, yeah, ahead, sorry, that. No. that we allow people access to our lives in that way so that, so that God can help us navigate the ups and downs in our lives. You know, that way, because God is going to use people. Honestly, what are you mm -hmm. going to say? I was just going to add that a lot of times when we have to start over and, and we have to deal with change, it becomes the enemy and it sort of becomes the antithesis of being on the right path mm -hmm. or um, being on the path that God set for me. So yeah. if I have to start over, that implies that I did something wrong or something was done wrong and mm -hmm. now I'm out of the will of God. And in some cases... That may be the, the case, that may be true, but change and starting over is not necessarily the enemy. And uh, the scripture yeah. came to me um, in Jeremiah 18, when God instructs Jeremiah to go down, he said, this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, 
shaping it as seemed best to him. Mm -hmm. So looking at it like us being in God's hands as the clay, right? And oftentimes, you know, we're compared to being in the potter's hand, which mm -hmm. is God and us being clay. And sometimes, you know, the, the pot is marred. There may be something, a blemish or something that happens. And the potter is looking at it going, okay, this pot looks a certain way. That's nice. But I think I actually want to go another direction. Mm -hmm. I, 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 want to, I want it to look this way. Yeah. So he reshapes it and forms it to be what's best for him, what That's seemed good. best for him. Yeah. So sometimes when we're starting over or when things look like they're being completely rearranged in our life, it could be that it's the, the potter, which is God, mm -hmm. reshaping us to make it make us how he seems or how it seems for him what's best. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's also that's just awesome. something to keep in mind that, you know, a, a lot of times we look at starting over as an enemy mm -hmm. or change itself as, as being the enemy. And something must be wrong if, if we're experiencing mm -hmm. great change. And sometimes mm -hmm. that's God working. So I think that's a wonderful, wonderful mm -hmm. example. So, I mean, the last point was our plans versus God's plans. Jeremiah 18 and those verses pretty much sum up that whole idea that, yes, we have a plan. We have this, you know, this idea of what our life should be or what God's plan is for our lives. But at the end of the day, it's submitting to God as the potter. And we are the clay and he will form us according to how he wills us to be. And our trust in God and our confidence in God and our dependence on God will help us to be able to navigate those areas and times in our lives that are hard, where, where change is being forced upon you, so to speak, right? So whether it's moving to a new state, whether it's losing a loved one, whether it's a career change, whether it's embracing God's calling on your life, becoming a new parent or having a kid graduate and now having to let go. Whatever it is, at the end of the day, God has given us the grace to be able to get through it. And we, we, we experience it um, to the degree, we experience the peace to the degree that we're willing to just trust God as the potter, as the guide, as the facilitator of our path. My prayer is that what we're talking about will kickstart you into making decisions about your life and your walk with God and challenging yourself to step out of your comfort zone, to be willing to let go of those things that God is putting his finger on, to be willing to embrace those things that God has been dangling in front of you for years. So whether it's a new life in Christ, go after it 100% and accept the change that is being quote unquote forced upon you because of that, right? A lot of times we kind of step in halfway because we're scared or, you know, how could this back where I was is better than where I'm going? I don't know where I'm, at least I knew where I've been. I don't know where I'm going. So I'm going to, I'm not going to fully embrace that. I'm, it's our prayer that, that starting over, like you're saying, babe, will be seen not as a negative thing, but as an opportunity to see God move in a new direction in your life, to see things change and see to yourself change for God's glory. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you and we praise you thank for you, this day, God. We thank you for another opportunity to hear from you, God. We thank you for another day mm 
to start over. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we, we realize we may have messed up uh, this week, last week, the night before, but you've given us thank new you, mercies. Lord. So thank we you, thank you for that, God. Thank you for the uh, opportunity to start over, God. And as we uh, prepare to embark on this series, we pray, God, that you meet us, that you Please, speak Lord. to us, that you pour into us, God, so that we might be the better, so that we might, in turn, go and uh, bring you glory. Yes, Lord. Lord, yes, I pray, God, that uh, those needs that uh, need to be met, that you would meet them, that you would Please, meet us Lord. where we are, God. We thank you for answering our prayers in, in, in this series and how people have expressed thank being you, right where this series is. Yes, Lord. And so we are anticipating you speaking to us, yes, God, Lord. and what that's going to bring, God. We pray, God, that you would uh, meet every emotional need, God. Yes. Uh, some of us are dealing with fear and worry and anxiety, God, and yes. doubt and just unassuredness. We don't know which way to go, God, yes, and we're kind of at a crossroads, God. I pray, God, that you would meet those needs, God. I pray, God, that you would meet our spiritual needs, God. Yes, those people that uh, are at a crossroad at, with their relationship with you, God. Yes, They're not really sure which way to turn in their relationship, God. I pray, God, that you would meet them there, God, and let them know that you love them. Mm that you are not mad at them, you are not mm. angry with them, yes, that you love Thank and you're you, waiting for them with open arms to receive them once again, God. Thank you, Lord. And like always, God, we pray, God, that you would give us the grace for the things that won't change, that you would give us and grant us mercy for when we fall short, and that you would give us your favor to obtain the things that we can't on our own, God, not for our sake and not for our glory, God, but for yours. Yes, Lord. We thank you and we praise you for being God to us. A good, good father yes. you are, God. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before you go, we'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says that if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart, we shall be saved. Pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I recognize and acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of your grace. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn away from my sins and ask you to forgive me and save me. I make you Lord of my life. If you made this life-changing decision, welcome to the family. We want to know about it. Connect with us online at www at thelifehouseministries.org or by downloading the LifeHouse app. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.